This week on episode one of Soup and Stuff, Soup takes a trip to one of Wheeling's favorite eateries, Sarah's on Main, and talks with owner and founder Sarah Lydic. In this episode, Soup learns about Sarah's discovery of her love of cooking, her culinary experience abroad, her start of her business, and what her plans are for the future. There's certainly a lot of stuff to learn. That's why you're listening to Soup and Stuff. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to Soup and Stuff presented by the Pine Room Studios. Today, we're here with a special guest, Sarah Lydic of Sarah's on Main here in Wheeling, West Virginia. Sarah, I guess we should just start with this. What is going on in that kitchen to stay so consistent with Sarah's on Main? Every time I come here, I've probably been coming here for the past year and a half. Every single time I come, the food is delicious. I've never had a bad meal. And I'm talking, I'm probably into meal 45 or 50 right now. So what is going on in that kitchen? And, and how are you guys such a good team? Well, sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah, we try really hard to work on that. We um, we have a pretty good training program where we spend a, we had um, spend a couple months learning how to make croissants and learning how to make quiche and our like our main things like that. And then we just a lot of us are cross trained on all the different things that we make, so we can sort of correct each other and work out little kinks and stuff like that. Now, is there one chef back there or are all of you making making the food? Because I, I always see people running around with plates and is there yeah. just one chef or? Oh no, there's, we're all, we all contribute. It's a team effort for sure. There's about three main people that work the lines, like whether it be the hotline with the sweet potato hash and the egg sandwiches and stuff like that, or um, the salads or the soups and the, sandwiches um so yeah there's about three or four of us that rotate around those stations and then there's you know like three or four more people that focus on prep or focus on something else but then can also jump in and work a station if we need them to awesome yeah I feel like every time I've come in here, you're so open to go and shake hands with everybody. And you're always coming out and saying, oh, saying hello to everybody. And I think that's so cool because you I own, love that part. Yes. You own the business and, and that's really cool to know the owner, especially of a small business like this. Yeah. What, what's so important to you uh, to be able to interact with everybody on, on the day-to-day operations? Oh, well, first and foremost, I love to just like check in and make sure everything's okay. Um, that we're doing it the way we want to be doing it and that our customers expect it and want it to be done um, you know I want to make sure that the space looks good too that like the there's not a bunch of dirty dishes everywhere or there's not a mess on the floor that needs attention or you know just things like that and then I just like to say hi and see what's <laughs> going on with everybody you know get the get the news now I feel like everyone always gets to say hello and, and just ask how your day is going. But a lot of people don't know how you started and, and where the culinary background comes from. So mm-hmm. I, I read a, a short article about where you did your culinary experience. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about that on how you kind of got started and, and how all of this uh, became about? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I went to college and I didn't I couldn't really figure out what the heck I wanted to do. I was just sort of floating through, ended up with a liberal arts degree, got a job out of college, but didn't really like that either. And then um, a friend that I met in college and I um, just had this crazy idea one day that maybe we should go to Paris and go to culinary school. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. And so um, 
Yeah, we were there for a year and then um, in school and it was amazing and I abs- that's where I absolutely fell in love with croissants and bread. I just like <laughs> walk out of my apartment in the morning and it smelled like heaven. It was just like yeasty and sugar and bread baking and it was just the most amazing thing I'd ever, wow. ever experienced. Um, and then... Um, yeah, so I went to culinary school there and then came back and um, did an internship at the French Laundry in Yachtville, California, or Napa, California, which at that time, the French Laundry was the number one restaurant in the world. Yeah. So that was a crazy wow. experience. And there, you know, I really got to see how you do things um, like the best possible way. So... Um, so Thomas Keller was the chef and he would accept nothing but absolute perfection. <laughs> so if there was like a fig, I remember this one time there was a basket of figs on the shelf and it was like bleeding its juice out and he was just fuming that it had gotten to that point and it was, he, yeah, it was crazy. And then let's see, okay, um, then I finished that and then to, um, I, did a, I did a time, two years as like a private chef for a family, I just cooked for them every day, like put dinner on the table and then I would go home. Um, that was super fun. And then Sandscrest and I there, I like really practiced my skill, like my cooking. I had a lot of freedom so I could like create menus and run with them and um, see how people reacted to them, what they liked and didn't like and sort of like hone that in and also build a, a name for myself. So, like, people in the community started to like what I was doing, and they would come there. And so that definitely helped when we were ready to open here. So where did the – I want to backtrack just Sorry a little bit. Sorry if I bit. No, that is, there. That, that is was some a lot. really, really cool stuff. I want to backtrack to your time in France. Mm-hmm. How – was that your first time going out of the country? Well, yeah. Like, we went over – yes. We went over, like, a few months before we actually moved there to just kind of, like – see if it was gonna work (laughs) if we liked it enough or whatever but yeah that was my first time that that couldn't have been easy going leaving america going over there and trying to study Mm -hmm. how difficult was it trying to adapt to their culture and and understanding because the the way they train food has to be completely different than the way we train food so anything you knew you probably went over there and it was completely different Mm -hmm. yeah totally and i went with a friend so that that helped things a lot like culturally we could like do things together and figure things out together and that was awesome but yes their like style is so traditional which i thought was really cool that like there was only one way to make a baguette and there's only <laughs> one way to make a quiche and only one way to do this and so it was i loved that about my training that 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 there was this really solid foundation and then you could like once you left and started to do your own thing, then you had this solid foundation and you could build on that with add in whatever, like if you wanted to add something that was totally illegal into your quiche, you could because <laughs> it was America and it didn't matter. <laughs> so fast forward to your time as a private chef. Mm-hmm. I feel as anyone here at the Pine Room, we absolutely love to eat and, and mm-hmm. food is such a staple of everything we do. Having mm-hmm. a private chef in our life would be incredible. <laughs> so what would, was fun. what was, what was, some things you really liked as being a private chef and then mm-hmm. were there was there anything where you're you would wake up and you're like oh, I gotta go and do this again what what were some no, of the I loved it there was I worked for this amazing family the mom worked from home I had an unlimited budget like I could spend whatever I wanted on food so I could buy like 
Kobe beef or like the $5 potato from <laughs> the farmer's market or whatever. Um, like no limits. So that was really cool. And the people were just so kind. I felt like I was almost like a part of their family. So it would be hard if it was, if you had a strict budget and you didn't have a lot of flexibility and the people weren't nice, but all that was not the case. Awesome. Fast forward to now Sarah's on Maine. Mm -hmm. When, when did you start it? Mm-hmm. So what year did you start? September 2018, we opened. And how difficult was it getting started and then, two, dealing with a pandemic a few years later? Yeah. Um, I think really the biggest – I had wanted to do this for a really long time. So there, I had, like, gathered plans over many years. I think, like, pulling the trigger was probably, like, the hardest thing, like, actually opening the door. We, you know, we renovated the building. So we purchased the building, I think, in December – and then, so we didn't even open until September. So we were all that time renovating and <laughs> stuff like that. And there's just like so many things to finish that you want to get completed. And um, so actually unlocking the doors and saying we're open is really the hardest part, I think. Um, and then the pandemic, um, yeah, the pandemic was pretty scary, but we have such a solid community here in Wheeling and like supportive and um, just generous they carried us through we you know i felt like whenever we tried to try something new they were there to buy it and say oh you're doing a great job and this is wonderful and um so we started um doing the takeout dinners Mm. um which worked pretty well because there for a little while we weren't able to do anything else we just did takeout dinners and then that we're still doing those just once a week um and we really like doing those um so we make like from scratch fresh food that's just you just reheat it at home for dinner that night or the next night or whatever and it's like a whole meal it includes like a salad a main entree side dishes sometimes salty bread a butter to go with that we've been doing like different compound butters that go with that and then um desserts so this week is tiramisu sometimes it's like take and bake chocolate chip cookies sometimes it's apple crumble or whatever yeah. yeah, that's right up our alley. What What's it mean to you to be a small business owner in a city like Wheeling? Mm, I love being a part of this community because it feels like we can be um, like a gathering place for the community to come and hang out and have meetings or plan or meet friends or whatever. And there's just like so many opportunities for um, us to give back to the community, but also like the community to help us like show of hands or like co-starters or any of the things that, um, the city does and local organizations do to help small businesses. It's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's great. So moving forward, what do you think helps your business be so successful? Because every single time I come in here, it's absolutely packed. Mm. I know people want to keep coming back because I see the same faces in here and then I meet new people. So I know it's growing. What do you think helps your business do so well? Um, I think we, you know, we're small. We try to focus on like a small menu so we can, so it can be of the best quality. You know, we, we just have a few menu items. We don't have a huge menu, um, but everything we do, I think, is of the best quality that we can put out there, and I think that that makes a difference, and people like that. And we we also have a lot of variety. Even though we have a sh- small menu, it's like the lunch menu changes every week, um, so we have new sandwiches and new salads and new soups, depending on what the farmers can bring us or what That's looks awesome. good at 
Jebbias or whatever. Yeah. What was your inspiration behind one starting a business and two getting into the culinary side of things? Mm, my grandmother was a home mech teacher, so we would cook together all the time. Um, and I just love it. My whole family loves to cook. And so we've just always enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Um, so for people that people that are just watching or they're listening, we are we're in Sarah's <laughs> on Main right now, and, and Main Street is is right on the other side of the camera. It's busy. So <laughs> so we've got we've got people walking around and, and, and enjoying the scenery. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I was what was I talking about? Your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Sarah's on Main. Well, that was just I wanted to. I started like we sold salty bread. Before we opened, we sold quiche at Later Alligator. Um, there were some things that were not available in Wheeling that I really wanted to see. Good bread was one of them, and then um, quiche was a good was a good thing that nobody was doing, making from scratch or you know, um, good stuff. You could get stuff in the freezer at Kroger, but it wasn't. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to have a place that had that was welcoming and had these like European things that I loved, like croissants and good bread and yeah. and things like that. That's awesome. And have a place where people can hang out and yeah. friends can. Absolutely. So what does your, what is your biggest struggle as a, as a small business owner? I feel like a lot of people always want to say, Oh, I want to start a restaurant or I want to start a business. What's the toughest thing to overcome on a, on a day to day basis? Hmm. Good question. Um, I think just like the list of of to the to-do list is a big like having a business is a lot a restaurant especially a lot like just having the building and all the all the upkeep and maintenance that comes with that and then um like employees and schedules and ordering and there's just a, so many things yes so yeah there's just a big to-do list but it's great also to like have the flexibility of having your own place where um you know you can, when you have a good staff like I do that you can count on, you can, you know, take an afternoon sometimes or, you know, there's some flexibility there and you can be creative with the menu and, you know, do the, do whatever you want to do. You yeah. don't have to sort of check it through Cool. somebody else. So I wanted, I wanted to get into some kind of fun questions here. What is, so if there was a food or a, or a dish that you had when you were over in, in France, uh-huh what is one thing you would want to be able to bring here for people to try that's not in Sarah's yet? Oh boy. I don't know. I may have exhausted that list. I haven't <laughs> been there. I haven't been to Europe in 10 years or so. So I need to go back and get re-inspired. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple like pastry things that we'd like to try to bring here. Um, you know, beef bourguignon was like one of my favorite things, but we'll occasionally do that for like for Christmas or something like that. Um, yeah, so I guess like maybe and duck confit was something that I loved over there that <laughs> um, that um, we've done here, but not very often. So we've like sort of done all the things, but just not very frequently. Yeah. What yeah. is? Uh, did you speak any any French when you were over there? <laughs> a little bit. Is uh-huh, that, is that yeah, a bit? good job. I took three, I took three years of French, and oh, I, I think I go. got uh, a B my first year, and then two back to back C's <laughs> as a sophomore and junior. Well, so I think you'd be fine. I, I know how to say uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Brian. Oh, we. Oui. 
And then I would always tell my uh, my professor, I would say, je ne comprends pas. Uh-huh, that's, that's a good one. What's that? I don't understand. I don't right? understand. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I was Our good at. Our chef would always say, ferme la bouche, which means shut your mouth. <laughs> like, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I might I might take that one. Um, okay, so what does what does Sarah do when she's not in here working when, when you have some of your oh, free time i have an eight-year-old son so we are probably hiking at ogilvy or riding his scooter in the parking lot at Oric, or reading the magic tree house series or something like that that's awesome um yeah and my family lives in the eastern panhandle so we head over there pretty often and hang out with them good so, good yeah have you um uh, I know how much work you put in to get this place off the ground and it's so successful now. You have to tell me, this is something I was so excited to ask. <laughs> how long did it take you to come up with the name for oh, your restaurant? Oh gosh, we did have a few different options. I would say six months or so. Probably didn't even have a <laughs> solid name until about six weeks before we opened. Because it came down, I mean, we're on Main Street <laughs> know, and Sarah Lydic so is the owner. <laughs> So was there other options that you were going to take? Oh, yeah. Like, I love butter, so I wanted to kind of incorporate that would somehow. It, would it have been butters on Maine? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, bread and butter. There were nothing was, like, nothing was very, they were all very simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what about franchising? Has has that <laughs> has that came into, into the back of your head? Because Not really. So Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. one of my favorite cities I've ever been to, First time I came here and I ate, I thought this would be unbelievable right on the water in Savannah. Oh, that sounds great. And and then I go to, I went out west this summer and, and I was in San Diego and I was like, oh my gosh, Sarah's would be perfect right here on the water. So has that, has anyone ever approached you or is that something you can see yourself doing maybe down the road? I don't know. I don't think so. I would need that. That would be like a whole nother person. I would just be like a consultant for that. I would, I wouldn't even know the first thing about that. I like to to like make croissants and cook. I don't know about, like my business side <laughs> isn't really that proficient to somehow create a franchise. Cause I feel like Sarah's on Maine runs so well off the tongue. So like if someone was in San Antonio, mm-hmm. maybe they could say Sarah's in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, there you go. and then you're, you're familiar with Europe. So you could do yeah. Sarah's in Spain. Yeah, totally. You Let's could just do it. You, you that could just sounds keep, great. They could just, they and could I could just, just travel rolling. around all those places. Maybe you could, uh, become close with Elon Musk. There. You could do Sarah's yeah. in space. <laughs> Perfect. It would be, it would that be great. Good. So we're going to end with this. Um, it's, this is our fast three. So three questions, okay. three questions to end it. This is sponsored by Karen Bowers Distributing oh, cool. and Bushlight. So this, these last three questions are that. If you could give your 18-year-old self any advice, what would that be? Mm, um, just do it, probably. Like, just don't think about it too much and just, just go for it. So number two, a bunch of young entrepreneurs around here and, and the city of Wheeling, I feel like is starting to produce a lot of people that want to give back. Yeah. What, is, what is some advice you, you would give to kids getting right out of college that want to start their own business? Um, just, I would say like, don't overthink it. Like, you know, be pre- as prepared as you can, but don't be afraid to like actually pull the trigger. I think I like, I probably should have opened sooner than I did. I like looking back, I wish I would have. I was probably more ready than I thought I was. You know, sometimes you just have to like jump off that cliff yeah. and just figure it out cuz you're never going to be able to figure everything out ahead of time. You just kind of have to go with it and just Great. do it as you do it as it comes. 
So last question, five years from now, where would you like to see yourself and your business? Oh my good question. Let's see. Um, I would like to see us a little bit bigger than we are now. I don't know if that means a second location or a different location. Um, but I would like us to still be maintaining the same quality that we have now and, um, and hopefully still around and still (laughs) (laughs) maybe just a little bit bigger. One last question. I feel like people don't know about this. How cool is your guys' patio in the outside area? Because that is such a nice place. Yeah. And I feel like when all my friends get together and, yeah. and get out there and get to eat, I, I feel like that's so cool. When yeah, did that open up? Great. Um, we were lucky. That was It's always been there. We've just, over the years, sort of developed it a little bit more. Um, we added some extra furniture. We added some gravel and some landscaping and stuff like that. Oh, and the shade sales, um, thanks to show of hands money. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and we would love to, maybe someday we'll start doing dinners or like private events or parties or I don't know, something out there. Awesome. I'd like to use that more. I got, I got a question for you. Yeah. I, you. I see your notepad here. Is there anything you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, I think I covered, I think we went over most of these things. We talked about advice and... Um, I guess one last, last yeah, question I think too, we did it. I would have for you. I absolutely love brunch, and mm-hmm. and I think just all these different cities I've gotten go to, yes, gotten to go to, and, and my my fiance and I and all of our friends. Mm-hmm. I think brunch is so fun just to start your day. In the near future, do mimosas have a chance at Sarah's? Mimosas are on the menu. What you're doing? You're busy doing the Pine Room on on Saturdays, and we're down here serving mimosas. Here's what we need to do, and I'm gonna make this happen. <laughs> I'm going to get, I didn't know you did mimosas, so uh-huh. I'm going to get all the Pine Room guys and, mm-hmm. and everyone that comes up there to start their Saturday uh-huh. here at Sarah's. With a mimosa. With Perfect. a mimosa. I absolutely, I think a mimosa and some French toast, maybe yeah. some bacon uh-huh. is the way to go. Yeah. One last, last, last question. <laughs> what? My favorite thing to do is, is come in here and get a side of bacon. Where does that bacon come from? Is oh, that, are you are, we to, do have really good bacon, don't you think? Are you allowed to share that? With I think the brand is called, it's like a food service brand, so I don't think you're going to be able to, it, you're not going to find it at Do Kroger's. I have to have a contract to get that with them? Mm-hmm. Like, dang yeah, it. You have to order it by the case. It's like a 15-pound case. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and then they ask crispy or soft, and I love my bacon crispy, but when yeah. you get it soft, there's like a ton of juice in that yeah, bacon. Yeah, it's good. So it's unbelievable. Good, job, good. Good job. It's so good. <laughs> Do you like bacon when you come down here? I just think it's awesome. We guys had such a good conversation. Now we're ending it on bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, things in life. These things are important. Yeah, yeah, true. Bacon is important. And elaborate actually real quick on the salty bread. Is that a recipe you're allowed to give out? No. It's unbelievable. Can you say it on here? We'll blur it out. (laughs) It's just... Okay, we'll blur that out so okay. nobody can hear that. Well, it that, beep, the, beep, beep. You can have that. It's now, Job and I are the only people that get that yeah, recipe. Mm-hmm. It's seriously so good. That oh, thanks. Al- that avocado toast is mm-hmm. actually unbelievable. Yeah. Good, good. Well, the avocado toast is on our sourdough, not our salty on, bread. On the sourdough. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to read this, the article that just came out from the FRFBC. Sarah's on Maine has the best avocado toast in the state of West Virginia. <laughs> Pretty wow. cool. Wow. Yeah, the that's F- awesome. FRFBC is food ratings from Brian Campbell. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jesus. Um, is there anything, uh, you know, coming up for Sarah's? Like if there's a special or something that you want to promote, anything? Uh, let's see. We're getting ready to put out our, like, th- we'll do a Thanksgiving dinner to go situation like we've done for the past couple years. So that's coming up. We'll probably have some spooky treats for Halloween. 
Um, but yeah, no, just the huge. Yeah, well, thank you so much uh, for joining Soup and Stuff. We really appreciate it. Oh, sweet. You're now thank a you. friend. You're a friend of the Pine Room Studios. So okay. anytime yeah. we want you to come on now, <laughs> I'll call you and you have to come okay. on the show. All so right. Sounds good. When, when you blow up and start franchising in these different states, <laughs> then uh, then we'll have you back on. So okay. Appreciate it. Thank Sounds you, Sarah. Sounds good. Thank you, Brian. Thank you.